welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. I'm David Wheatley and we're here to talk all things leadership. My guest this week is Heather Luciani, who is the CEO of Marshall Community Credit Union here in Michigan. And we're going to talk about the idea of setting up a book club in your organization and what value you can get from that. So welcome, Heather. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this topic with you. Well, before we get into the book club piece, I always uh, try and get people to start with. Just give me the 30 second bio of how you got to where you are today. Um, so I've been in the credit union industry, actually just finished my 19th year, which makes me sound very old. Um, and before that I was in community banking and, um, working my way to CEO was just, um, kind of a function of each position I was in. I wanted to do more and impact more positions around me. And it just turned out that at the end of the day, this is what I was passionate about doing and leading an organization um, that I'm excited about every day. Cool. It's always good when we meet leaders that are still excited about the work that they do. So, and uh, and you started a book club how many years ago now? Um, I started it. I looked this up. I started it the first quarter of 2015. Okay. So it's been going for five years. What made you start it? Um, so my book club is specifically a leadership book club. And when I started it, it really was the product of, we were doing a lot of um, training and coaching actually with Humanergy, most of it um, at the top, I know thumbs up at the top of the organization. And I, that was about, I was about five years at that point into being CEO. So, um, and really what I found was you know, we were doing all of this work and they say, you know, great change starts from the top. And so it was, you know, it was definitely trickling down, you know, to mid-level managers and to their staff, but I was still seeing just glimpses of um, things from some of entry-level staff that were out of alignment from what we were really trying to do. And as you know, a cultural change takes a very long time and I don't know that there's ever an end, it's just ongoing. And I was really trying to think of ways of how can we keep that going from the top down, but also start working on it from the bottom up to support that. And that's really you know, what led me to thinking about a book club. So Amara, let's keep going with the people at the top, but let's not be exclusive and let's see what other options there are. And I know when, whenever I encourage such a thing, it's a matter of make it open and then you'll see who's interested. And exactly. um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on about what some of the values have been, but mm -hmm. what did it take to get it off the ground then? Um, well, I think because I was the CEO, it didn't take a lot. I mean, I didn't have <laughs> to coordinate with anyone. I just <laughs> decided. Um, no, but I just, as I think partly just trying to gauge interest. Like I thought this was a great idea. Um, and I thought, well, there's going to be a ton of people that want to do this. But at the end of the day, I didn't actually know that. And so I just did some informal polling um, Again, a lot of our staff had been involved with Humanergy, and I think 
um, some of my goals and expectations for the book club, which we'll talk about shortly, I'm sure they were, you know, in alignment with all of that work. And we had some people um, doing, you know, we had some department programs going on. So people were, I, I could see that there were some people really excited about that work. Um, and I just did some informal polling and um, the very first book club I looked and we had 10 participants. <laughs> so we, uh, right now our staff is, uh, 55-ish employees, and pretty regularly, I we have at least 20 that oh, participate well. in the book club. Yes, because I remember some of the conversation earlier, and you say, hey, you're an avid continuous improvement, continuous learner, and so in some ways, there was an accountability for you if you started a book club that it forced you to read a book every month or however long you did, and, and then secondly, trying to instill that sense of learning in the organization, the broader organization. And some people were taking to it and some people weren't. And, uh, and then it's a matter of you know, how do you get more and more people interested in continuing to learn and continuing to share the common language and common tools across the organization? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great summary. And I think partly, um, might jump ahead on you a little bit, but partly, you know, when I started thinking about the book club, you know, it really was around what am I like challenging myself to what am I really trying to achieve with this? So yes, we had the top down and now the bottom up, but I was really looking for, um, I was really looking for some common themes that I wanted to have in that book club too. So I'm always looking for like personal accountability type themes, um, continuous improvement, like you said, and a big one, um, which you and I have talked about a, a few times, is the leaders at all levels, and you know, really reinforcing that. So, um, so I really had to solidify what was the structure I was thinking about, and what were the expectations of, you know, if you participated, here's what you could expect, and if you participated, here's what we would expect of you. <laughs> So what were those? What was the structure and the expectations that you found? Well, what, what have worked over yeah, five years of doing right, it? Right, because it's evolved a little bit. Um, and really the expectations were anyone, anyone can participate. So uh, we do not schedule the, the actual sessions until we know who's participating so that we can be very mindful of um, you know, if I've got some tellers participating, I'm not picking a busy Friday or the third of the month or things like that. Um, so just and, to wind, wind a step back from that then. Oh, you, sure. So you, do you pick a book first? Pick a book first. So I, um, and I actually read the book first. <laughs> so before I pick it, for, <laughs> before I pick it for book club, because again, I'm, I'm really focused on those themes. There's a lot of amazing leadership books that are really written for managers of people. Mm -hmm. And so those books tend to, tend to go with the theme of you're a leader because, because you're you have a title. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I am very careful of that because I think that's a message that is much too ingrained from people's lives that I don't want I don't want to add to that one sliver. <laughs> so, so if I'm a if I'm a brand new employee 
never worked before, come straight from wherever, and I come in on day one, I am I I'm getting invited to be a part of the book club. Yeah, everyone's invited. Um, so we do it quarterly, okay. and um, so it's probably a great point. I should probably talk about it more with new employees specifically, but um, I, so the value came out the podcast already. So it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I added it to my list. Um, everyone's invited. So, um, and if we kind of go on that theme of the expectations, as I mentioned, it's voluntary, but the other thing is, um, which you won't get booted out of book club for this, but really the commitment is you're not a silent observer. When you're in book club, you're, you're talking, I mean, and you're contributing because that's really where all the learnings come from is from all the different perspectives and experiences. And so, so silent observers. Um, but one thing I adjusted for that people that aren't comfortable doing that, I say in that book club invitation and I tell them the book, that we're reading and a summary or a link to it or what have you. But I also will buy the book for people. And okay. even if they don't come to book club, if they are interested in the book, I get them the book and they don't have to have that commitment. So, um, so I think that's important too. Cause if you're saying, you know, to the CEO, I'm interested in that book, then you really are. So, right. so um, it's once, once a quarter, you pick the book, you read it first to make sure it's aligned with the message that you really want to put out. You mm -hmm. put it out to everybody that this is going to be the book for the next quarter. Mm -hmm. If then they have two choices, they either just get the book and read it or they get the book and participate in the book club. But your expectation is if they participate in the book club, you'll make the time work for them and you expect them to be a participant, not just a, a watcher. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so do you, you break it down, I'm assuming, into... Now, a couple of chapters a week or something like that? Yeah. So usually, um, again, an interest of everyone's time. So when they commit to book club, it's, on the, it's actually on their own time too. So we'll do it before work for coffee. Sometimes we, when we could. Yeah. <laughs> now it's all Zoom all the time. <laughs> so, Back in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before work, um, after work. So we meet up somewhere after work or over lunch. So that goes back to your, the commitment from the organization is we'll buy you the book. Mm -hmm. The commitment from the person is you'll read it and you're going to engage in the conversation in your own time. Correct. Uh, yeah. Do you ever get people who say, well, if you're not going to pay me to do it, I'm not going to do it. No. Okay. I mean, not out loud. So they just quietly <laughs> choose not to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, so there's, there's people that, um, you know, participate periodically. There's some people that don't participate at all. Um, there's some people that participate every single time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it really is to me, this type of learning has to come from within your right. desire to do this, um, you know, self-motivated. And that's really what I want to um, help foster is for the people that are really interested. And I'll get back to some of the structure in a minute, but just mm -hmm. picking up on that point, have you seen uh, people who is there a correlation between people who've been interested and engaged in the book club and people who have uh, established themselves or advanced in the organization? Um, yeah, yes, I, I, there, there is. Um, I haven't really looked at it like that, but I would say, yes, you know, as I see people that are really looking, um, 
seeking and working toward opportunities for growth and expanding their roles, um, they're often the people in the book club. <laughs> so right. there's some exceptions. Um, and so, yeah, and that's exciting for me because I feel like, um, again, if we go back to that personal accountability, they are taking their career in their own hands, wherever that leads them, whatever that looks like. And I think that's a big theme of, you know, that I want to instill upon all of our teammates is just, you have this power and like, let's foster that and let's, you know, fuel that fire. Um, so yeah, there is, I mean, there's definitely correlation between those. I often thought that if you're smart and you want to get ahead and you're driven and you get invited to a book club by the CEO and you suddenly realize <laughs> it doesn't matter where I am in the organization, I have visibility to the CEO. That's not going to be a bad thing if I'm coming with smart uh, analytical thoughts. If I come mm -hmm. and just act like a doofus, then that's not helpful. But uh, right. um, but that uh, you know, I think that if you open it up and make it invitation and and volunteer and it's your own time, then you start to see the people who naturally are leaning towards that kind of thinking. Exactly. Exactly. So getting back to the structure, then you've got this once a quarter. What, what's a, a standard book club meeting look like um it's really well again from the lens of the ceo i guess so maybe we should add one of my participants on here too um you know i i feel like it's really casual so you know a lot of times i'll buy the coffee or buy the lunch you know so it's really an informal setting um what i've started doing is giving prompts we usually, you know, so um, we'll usually break it up into two or three sessions for the book. Okay. And sometimes I offer for each of those three sessions, there's four different options <laughs> for session one. There's four different days and times. Um, and so we break it up. So I find, try to find like some natural um, sections of the book, if you will. And then put out some questions, just prompts for conversation. I, we rarely get through all of them because <laughs> the participants really come with their own, you know, they want to talk about certain sections or they have questions for the group or just something that really stood out to them. Um, so we try to have that just in case there's a lull in the conversation, kind of get the conversation going. Um, but it's really informal. It kind of goes wherever the group takes it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the meetings I'm in with you, it's like, we have an agenda, but we're going to go where the group needs it to go. And um, that's, those are the best conversations. And it's really. about an hour long then? An hour. Yeah. So, I mean, the way you just shared it there, you, you're really saying, if I'm doing one a quarter and I break it in a, a three kind of sections, that's once a month-ish mm -hmm. that you're meeting to talk about it. So people have lots of time to actually get through the book yeah, and, and we usually well, put a couple just like two weeks between the sessions okay so um yeah so, so a couple of weeks so you keep it lively and fresh and and right. and then if people are reading it they're going to bring their natural questions to the table and right. um and you don't you're not the one that necessarily leads and drives the conversation right <laughs> I, I can do better at that, David. So <laughs> yes, but it puts it to them. And, and sometimes I, I change it up and sometimes I'll ask, ask each participant to put out to the group 
these are, this is my prompt and they come up with the prompt. So that that's been what we've been trending toward because that does put the leadership um, to those participants and away from me running it. So do you see a point where one of the participants steps up and says, I've got a book, I'd like to lead it. I think we should read this one next. Um, So they have. So um, yes, they send me books. Um, (laughs) We, we read one called the energy bus because I got that from someone. Um, We just read, Oh, I'm at a loss for the name of it, but it's about um, Disney. Um, It's going to bug me, but that came from one of the participants. So I think probably three or four of the books have been just straight from something. One of them has read on their own. Um, and it fits perfectly. Right. So, yeah. Do you, do you hear the advice, read the book first and then decide whether it fits or do you just go with, Hey, if you want to lead this one and you think it fits then. Um, I do read it first. Um, but that's, you know, again, it's a great way to kind of expand it and give more ownership to the culture too. So what's some of the, the other value that you found from doing this, from starting this or running it for five years? Yeah, you know, um, I find a ton of value personally, and I've heard this from some of the participants too, of just keeping these ideas and these conversations front of mind, because it's so easy in the day to day to just get, you know, sucked into that and not stay focused on some of these, these important things that we're developing. And so keeping it front of mind. I've seen, um, I've seen the groups in participant to participant really start to act as accountability partners. Um, a common language, which you mentioned earlier, it's nice to see that. And I'll hear people talk about it. Um, we read this book once it's really easy read and tons of learnings for me with it but the myth of multitasking. Mm -hmm. And so like, I hear people talk about that and what's really cool now in the book club, especially with long-term participants is when we're having a conversation, someone will reference another book that we read and then new participants, you know, then we get them that book because that spurs their interest. So I think it's just the sharing of, it's just the sharing of our learnings. And I think, um, one of the things that I think is helpful is for them to see me as the CEO and to see what I struggle with. Cause I'm very transparent. I mean, they, you know, they know what I'm good at. They know what I'm not good at. And, um, and to hear me talk about that, just like everyone else in that room, I think is helpful too. Yeah. I have another client that has a regular book club with his leadership team and he has a bookshelf outside his office that has a stock of, the ones that they've read are the ones that he thinks are important or just random leadership books. And I, I mm-hmm. think people can kind of give and take. So, yeah. you know, if, if you buy 10 for your participants and they read them, some of them will like to keep them and have their own books and yeah. some of them will give it to a friend of theirs. Mm-hmm. Some people bring it back and put it on the shelf so that mm-hmm. when those new people come in and they hear about the book, they can go and pull it off the shelf and, and read it themselves as well. One thing that I do is I always order extra books um, because you might have a last minute ad to the book club or um, now some of the participants, they know that I do this. 
So they'll say, I was talking to so-and-so and they could really benefit from that book. Do you have another copy? And so we just pass them out. So I have a little section on my desk and all those books are just available to anyone. Right. And so people will come in and say, can I have that book to give to so-and-so or um, what have you? And so, but that's a good idea to put them out there. I write in my books <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I know. I wish I had it to show on the video, but you know it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Heather's books generally have tabs and are all color coordinated and indexed. Yeah. So. <laughs> my husband thinks it's strange that I sit down to read a book with two colors of Sharpie pens and a highlighter. <laughs> and a set of post-it note tabs. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, I just really like to share that. And I will, I mean, jokingly, I will let people borrow my copies if it's not too intimidating, but um, yeah. So, and, and I will say the books that we choose tend to be um, fables. They're, you know, they're, they're easy not, reads. they're easy reads. And that's important. I mean, while I like all the statistics and the psychology behind different leadership um, topics, not everybody does. So um, they're easy reads and they're reads that we bring back around periodically as well. That's another thing I was going to say about this, this other client. He has a couple of books that he insists everybody reads at least once a year mm. because the, and yeah, it is repetitive, but it's the reminder of all of the good things that are in it. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, and so he'll say, you know, this, this month is going to be uh, the anatomy of peace month. We're going to read it again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what have been some of the best books that you've found really worked and resonated with people? Um, so I have a couple that I want to highlight, but I was looking at, cause I keep a list. Of course I have a spreadsheet, David. Um, so our very first book club book, 50 do's and don't, or 50 oh, do's wow. of everyday leadership. It was, I looked back, I was like, that was the first book. And when I wonder who that, gave you that idea, I don't know. Um, but when we did it, a lot of the staff had done some work with that before. So that was a great start. Um, and actually we've done that book twice. Um, the next book we're doing is uh, What Great Teams Do Great. So that's our Q1, I know. Thanks, there great sales job. Yeah. You're welcome. That's, so- um, I don't care about the rest now. <laughs> you're like done, we're done. Yeah. Um, but really any one of the books, as I was looking at the list, any one of those books we could easily pick up and do again because you get something different out of it with your second read with these books. I mean, you just get a new lesson or we've done it a long time ago and you know, you've developed your own leadership or you know, you've, you've been working and you find another opportunity to focus on. Um, so two of my non-humanity books, which are at the top of my list, but two that I really pointed out, which I was sharing with you a little bit earlier, is um, John Miller, and he wrote QBQ, The Question Behind the Question. And then he has two other books. Um, one's Flipping the Switch and one's Outstanding, are their titles. I think he has more. But those three, we've done all three of those in book club. Right. Um, and they are similar to the Humanergy books in that you can pick them up and set them down kind of, and you can reference back to them. And that QBQ book is all about personal accountability. And I think that really comes into almost every theme of 
leadership development is you, you, that's like one of the foundations you have to have. And then, um, Kevin Brown, um, one of my other favorites, that was a big hit, um, with the leadership book club, he wrote the hero effect. And, um, I had seen him as a keynote speaker at the annual credit union conference in Michigan. And he was so inspiring. And so I ordered the book and, um, shared that with, the leadership book club. And I love his concept because he says, um, you know, everyone always says that it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. His feeling is we're all extraordinary people. Unfortunately, we're mostly doing ordinary things. So basically you're already an extraordinary person. Why not also do extraordinary things? And I love that of just that idea of it's in all of us, you know, when we can uh, make just really impactful um, influences on other people. Great. So those were my top ones. And, and I know you've shared the list with me. So if anybody uh, wants the further list, I'd be happy to pass that on. People can contact me through through here. Um, and oh, I had one more question that I was going to ask, but it's uh, <laughs> it's as usual, you know, you, <laughs> I, I got my list of questions, but I'm not going to ask any more now. So um, <laughs> Oh, we're at the end of 2020 uh, as we record this. This is going to go out first thing 2021. And so I'd highly recommend that uh, any organization that's looking for a New Year's resolution, that this is a great practice to uh, put forward. Any hiccups that you've seen that uh, people should be aware of if they're doing that? Um, I think not really. I mean, probably over five years, but none that stand out to me. It's just, I think you just, you make sure that you have books that, you know, support whatever it is, you know, that you're going for. I mean, that's really key, right? I wouldn't want to pick a leadership book that talks all about titles and, you know, how to manage people for this group. So you have to be careful about things like that. But I think, you know, you have the book that supports your culture, if it's this type of book club. Um, or the message or the initiatives. And it really, it's just letting it flow how it needs to for the group, because that's how they get the most out of it, not just listening to me talk the whole time. And if it's a good book, they should be able to uh, critically think, and it shows you that, and uh, it's, they're pulling that thinking out of, uh, out of the reading that they're doing, which then expands the organization's potential. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Heather, thanks for sharing that. And uh, if people want more resources, we can certainly help them out. But uh, thanks for being here and continue with uh, a great book club and keep us in the loop as to what you're reading. Thanks so much, David. Thanks, thanks for Heather. having me. You've been listening to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. I'm David Wheatley. And we're brought to you by the book, What Great Teams Do Great, available now at all good bookstores. Thanks to Brian Spencer and Finkel for the music. Please share any feedback and suggestions. I'm available through humanity.com. And uh, go to iTunes, like, subscribe, and leave us a review so that other people can find us. In the meantime, till next time we meet, stay healthy.